Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to Alan Langer. Alan is an award-winning sales consultant, best-selling author, sales coach, and motivational speaker. With close to three decades of sales excellence, and award-winning performances in every capacity, Alan turned his experience and knowledge into a best-selling book on Amazon, The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less, and a highly successful company, The Seven Secrets Center for Sales and Marketing Excellence. As a sought-after speaker and executive coach, he shares and trains people on how to solve instead of sell, to help instead of hinder, and to be selfless instead of selfish. Today, we're going to talk about Alan's philosophy of helping people solve issues, selling people, and how that will impact your business. We'll learn what's worked from his perspective, what should be avoided, and how some people miss the mark. Alan, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Thank you, Stacey. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, what I'd love to do is learn a little bit about what got you to becoming this best-selling author, sales guru who knows everything. How'd you get here? I just woke up one day and it was there. No. <laughs> magic. Magic, magic. Um, you know, it's everything in life is a journey. And, and I, I had a long journey in a sales career um, that spans almost 30 years. And um, what I learned as I started, and I, I was in college athletics, marketing and fundraising in my early professional career in my 20s and uh, learned to cut my teeth of asking rich alums for money. That was kind of my first sales job is trying to get people to, to give me money and to donate some money. But when I got into actual selling and, and many of it was, or most of it was in home sales. So meeting people in their homes and, you know, those are one call close shops. They just, you know, you, you met someone, they wanted you to, to sell them on the first visit. So, um, but what I discovered was many of the companies that I either looked at or worked for, everyone has a sales process. Everyone has a sales training method. They, they, you get hired by the company and then you actually get trained one week, two weeks of training. And all the training is always about selling, obviously, but it's never about helping the customer. Never, never was. And um, so you finish the training and you come out of training. And I realized as I was moving along, I was pretty successful. I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't, you know, I was whatever they say, 31% closer. I hate that term close. But once I started realizing that I'm doing a sales pitch, I feel like a salesman every time I'm talking to someone, I hated that feeling. And then I realized people don't want to talk to salespeople. They need a product, but they don't want to talk to us. So I started shifting what I was doing on my own and really decided to just talk to people and just help them. Forget the sales pitch. They're going to tell you what they want to hear if you know what to look for and you know what to pay attention. So I started, once I started doing that, and again, it took some many years to, to, to hone those skills, but I became the number one sales rep at Anderson Windows for almost a decade, uh, you know, closing close to 60% because I wasn't following the sales pitch. Now, again, the sales pitch is not a bad thing. The sales training is not a bad thing, but you, you need to learn 
the company products and all of that stuff, but you also then need to learn how to talk to a customer, not like a salesman. So that that's, so I decided to put it into a book and the book became a bestseller. And then I started my company and there you go. Sorry, that was a long winded answer. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. Basically you are a soft salesman who listens instead of having people have to hear you basically. Yeah. So, you're you're going to listen. And then, you know, the, the book is called the seven secrets because mm -hmm. it's basically um, I don't like to call them techniques. They're basically just um, ways to interact with a customer and things to look for that are natural, the way the brain yeah. works, the way body language works. If you, if you learn to look at these things uh, and understand them and what's happening with the customer in front of you and obviously shut up and listen, um, you're just going to be much more of a successful salesperson, someone that a salesperson that people want, would like to talk to. I thought people like being backed in a corner and have the heavy pressure on. They oh, have they to be it. buying right now. <laughs> no, that's not, that's the number one way. The first line in my book is, is uh, I decided to do an experiment and my experiment this is a true story. I asked 271 people in about a 10 day period. Everyone I saw one question, I said, Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you like to meet with or talk with a salesperson? All 271 said no. Mm -hmm. Then I said, all right, let me talk to actual sales reps. And I know a lot of sales reps in the business. So I decided I emailed and called and stuff and texted. And do you guys, your salespeople, do you like to meet with salespeople? Every one of them, no. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like everybody needs to buy something. And nobody wants to meet with a salesperson. Why is that? And it's simply because salespeople are trained to just go for the sale. Yeah. No matter what the, what's happening in front of them, we got to go for the sale. That's I know. Goes. Yeah. And I know a lot of businesses are, are so kind of turned off on not seeing a lot of sales success that they're like, ah, doing outbound sales. It just doesn't work. We have to figure out our inbound sales program only. And that's not the truth of the matter either. No, not at all. No, so, there's so many, uh, I, I've talked to so many companies and just the concept of, well, here, here's a great example. So I, I mentioned, I hate the word closing percentage. Uh, one of, one of my chapters in the book is, is to, is, is you got to change your mindset as a salesperson. And I tell every company that I train, I'm like, get rid of the term closing percentage in, in your vernacular. It needs to be called the helping percentage. So instead of tell instead of your, your reps, you know, cheering about how many customers they close that week, because the term close is very, to me, it's very adversarial. It's very conquering. Um, how many customers did you help this week? What's your helping percentage? If you saw 10 customers and, and six of them bought from you, you helped six customers. You didn't sell them, you helped them. Because if you honestly believe that your product is going to change their life or help them with their problem, then you help them. You didn't sell them. And, and just that change in the mindset helps the reps in front of the customer because they're thinking about that rather than the close. So is that one of the seven steps? It's one of the seven secrets. Yes. See, I just revealed the secret. Look at that. Mm, you did. Can we get <laughs> you to reveal another one? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll see. I might, I might do two of the, two of the seven. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when you're meeting with a company and you are talking to them about how they can help instead of how they can close, how they mm -hmm. can solve instead of how they can, 
poke and prod and make their individual prospect run away in sheer fear and shut the door in the face. You know, what is, you know, what is some additional guidance that you give? How do you um, sit down and, and jump in here to this conversation with someone? They have to get rid of the robotic sales pitch. If, if their reps are following a pitch, A, B, C, D, E, they have to get rid of that. And a lot of times, uh, and this is, this is very prevalent, they do role playing. You know, they do role playing in the office where one guy is the salesman and one guy is the, the, the customer. Oh my God, I, you stick needles in my eyes. That, that, first of all, that helps you become more robotic, but the customer is a salesperson. So they're not going to, there's nothing realistic about role. So I tell that the companies that do role playing, they should not do role playing. And there's just certain things you should look for when you first meet a customer. Uh, And number one is body language. You got to look at the body language. Um, One of the things when I was writing my book and, and kind of putting together my seven secrets, I wanted to back everything up with science and make sure that what I was actually doing in a home maybe, you know, was actually researched and, and all of it was, but I found it was amazing to me that there's very little sales uh, stuff on body language. There's body language, there's a million body language books, but not many point to sales. So I decided to do an entire chapter on body language and what you should look for as a salesperson in the customer that you're speaking to or the, or the prospect. And that's number one, because you can lose a sale in about a three second time period. If you didn't, you can, and it, the, the meeting could have gone great. You, you could, how many times did, did to salespeople listening to this podcast right now, walk away from a prospect saying, wow, that was a great meeting. How come they didn't buy anything? They didn't buy anything because you missed something in their body language mm-hmm. and you missed something that made them uncomfortable. They're not going to tell you. And it could be a very small tell, like a purse of a lips or something like that. So body language is a huge thing. Uh, and then again, there's, there's, there's the other techniques that I, that I have in the seven secrets, but it, it, number one, get rid of the sales pitch, become human beings, and, and, and your first goal before you shake hands with that customer, after this is all over, you can, we can shake hands again, hopefully, um, you, you have to walk in saying, I'm here to help you, I'm not here to sell you. Mm-hmm. How much is an emphasis placed on the importance of your sales individual actually truly understanding the product backwards and forwards so that they can actually find out ways that that product can solve the solution. Well, yeah, you obviously have to know your product. I mean, but you not only have to know your product, you have to really believe in your product. If you're selling something you don't believe in, then you got to get a different job. You got to find something you believe in. You can't, if you're selling something, you don't believe in it and you're, enjoying that, then you may have to look in the mirror a little bit because um, you need to, in order to sell something, you need to believe in it, but you need to see for me, like people think like, oh, if I use this technique or if I use this procedure, uh, it's, it's, it's trying to get one over on the customer. It's unethical. And, and I always answer that. I'm like, nothing is unethical. If you believe your product is going to help the customer, if you believe that, if, the, if it's going to change their life, it's going to, if they're a new roof is going to stop them leaking in the, in the living room or whatever it is. If you believe that it's your job as a salesman to try to figure out how to wait, how, how for them to buy it. And, and you got to make it easy for a customer to buy your product. And that starts with them liking you and trusting you, obviously. Um, but yeah, knowing your product, I mean, cause there's also a whole chapter in the book and the different personalities you're going to meet. And there's four different main personalities that you're going to run into 
And if you run into the analytical personality, the engineer of the world, um, he's going to grill you or she's going to grill you on your product. So you better know what you're talking about. And that's a completely different sales process in front of that person. So there's different ways you have to approach different um, personalities as well. Today in our, yes, we have COVID-19, but, and so we're really not, we're not front and center and talking to people. Um, But how do you suggest some of the best ways for a company to get in front of individuals um, is point, you know, is it, you know, the cold call? Is it emails? Is it inbound marketing that you're following up? Where do you think the sweet spot is for most companies to create that magic sauce of being able to be something that consumers want and your sales team can actually respond to an answer that consumer need? Right now in, in, in our current environment? Yeah, knowing that our current environment is probably going to stick around for a little while. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would suggest, and I've told some of my clients already, is uh, you have to avoid at all costs coming across as a company that's trying to take advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you know, I, there was an email I got the other day that uh, if the guy lived in this town, I would have drove over because it actually got me angry because he, the email said, um, you know, the airlines are going under, the cruise ships are going under, this company's going out of business, but we're thriving during the pandemic. That's what it actually said. And, and that to me is, you know, how you're going to get business or, or get it's in. A big, it's like a big FU. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so um, yeah, you don't want to be that person. You want to be yeah. the person that, that, that's, that's showing that, you know, you, you obviously still have to sell. You still have to stay in, stay in business, but you, you got to mm-hmm. come across as the company that's really caring about their customers and helping. And, you know, I, I, I've been, as a consumer, I'm looking at the, at the companies that have been helping, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, uh, you know, I'm waiting for Netflix to say, you know what, here's a free month, everybody. So, something like that, because guess what? If they do that, when this is over, they look like, you know, just a hero. So mm-hmm. uh, companies like that um, should do things like that. So the companies that are, especially the local businesses that are doing that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm remembering them. And as a consumer, you're going to remember them. But uh, to answer your question, uh, you really have to, the, people are online more now than ever because they're home mm-hmm. and people are checking out websites more now than ever. Mm-hmm. And I think you're, I think website uh, traffic and capturing someone on your website is absolutely critical, not only anytime, but right now it's, it's especially critical. And the majority of websites that are out there do not work for selling anything. Mm-hmm. And if, if these companies can fix their websites, I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'm going to give them a tip right now. Look at your website and the website within 10 seconds needs to answer these three questions. If it does not answer one of these, all three of these questions in 10 seconds to the person viewing it, your website is not set up properly. What do you sell? How do I get it? And how's it going to make my life better? That has to be on the very front page. And in eight to 10 seconds, the viewer has to see those things. Otherwise they're gone to another website. That's the attention span. It could be six seconds today because people, there's so many people on online now checking things out. So if your website doesn't have that, if you, I've seen so many websites where there's pictures of mountains and, and the line says live again or something. And I'm still like, well, what do they sell? I don't know what they sell. 
and I'm on to the next website because I'm looking for something specific. So I think, I think right now today, website traffic and, and having that first page is absolutely critical. What about, what about chat bots um, on websites and having your sales team um, leveraging that? Are you seeing that as something that companies are yeah, doing successfully? I actually like Personally, I like that. I think, I think um, there are people who do not want to talk still, they do not want to talk to a salesperson, especially over the phone. But the chat thing kind of, you get your information, but you still have that wall up in front of you. You have that virtual mm -hmm. wall. Uh, then you can actually warm the customer up. And there are salespeople making sales through, through the chat box. Mm -hmm. um, I think a chat box is, is enormously, is becoming more and more popular. And I think it's very important to have on your website, as long as it's manned. The, the, yeah. Obviously the most frustrating thing is you have a chat box and nobody's there. <laughs> yeah. To, to answer these questions. But yeah, I yeah, think we, they're, they're huge. We did a test of chatbots and I realized that there was a little um, ability that you can set your hours on those things. You need to actually do that because people do get really annoyed if they, you know, reach out to you at three in the morning, you know, yep. three in the morning <laughs> and no one's there. And nobody's there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd think that someone would rationally be able to say, oh, it's three in the morning, but no, no. You definitely need to set your boundaries on those types of. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, tech. just as again, as a consumer myself, I like the chat boxes because when I, you know, I look at all different things as far as from from an email marketing standpoint, I'm always looking at different software. And most of the time I'll I'll start the conversation with a chat box or mm -hmm. if the website has one, I, they automatically move up my rankings as who I want to do business with simply because they have one. Right. And they're easy to get a hold of. You think that they're going to be able to solve your questions and problems more easily yeah. and faster. Totally, yep. What um, else do you think companies should be looking at with technology and knowing this landscape is a little bit more hands-off right now? Well, they need to have it. They really need to have uh, an email campaign. They need to have a nurturing campaign. They need to have a sales campaign. They need to have a sales funnel. Uh, they need, if they have a, if they have a list uh, if they have their, their mailing list or their email list, um, they need to start that, that four to seven email campaign to gently ease people into buying your product. And, and the other thing is to remember, to me, especially now, unless you're a $500 million company like Coca-Cola or a big brand company, um, work on your marketing. Don't work on your brand. You know, you're, if you've already got a good brand, let, let the brand stay there. Don't spend money on, on working on the brand. Right now, you need to make sales. People need to make sales. So work on your marketing and really get these email funnels out there. People are getting them. But if you have good copy, good copy is everything. If you have someone who knows how to write your email copy, and that's, that's what I do for majority of my stuff when I do my marketing, is I do email copy. Um, you're going to not only appear as a, uh, a company that cares, but a company that has, you know, listen, we're still in business. We're still around. Here's an offer. If you're interested, take care, you know, take advantage of it. There's a way to do that and sell without looking like you're taking advantage of the situation. Are you working more with, um, you know, typical retailers or are you working with, you know, what type of companies do you work with? Mostly Brick and mortar. Yeah, mostly it's smaller companies. Um, I've, I've recently done uh, some work with a couple of uh, uh, gyms where they're, you know, personal training gyms. Uh, I, I just did a, a whole campaign for a, for a roofing company in central Pennsylvania. Um, uh, 
you know, the, we took, that was almost, that was from ground up. I mean, basically they had no marketing and, you know, we, we set up their sales presentation. We set up um, the, the, the email campaign, the website, we did everything. And um, his sales went up 45% in, in the last five weeks or so. So um, I'll work with anyone at all. Um, I haven't worked with a gigantic company yet, <laughs> but I like working with the small companies because you work normally work with the owner or the, the vice president or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with a couple of media companies. There's a, there's a small uh, media company here that still does those weekly newspapers. Those mm -hmm. are still out there. Um, and he kept wondering why his sales are going down. I'm like, you got to get online. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, <laughs> you got to get online. So, uh, but I'll work with it. I'll work with anyone who, who needs help. I like, I really enjoy helping people. I just did actually, I just, uh, there was a customer in Hawaii. What she does is she, she hosts and teaches people how to host princess tea parties. Hmm. Who knew that was a thing? Right now it's probably a very big thing. Yeah. And she has this whole, um, she had these, uh, PDF books and a, a nice website. So we tweaked a lot of stuff for her and I did two email funnels for her and it's been great. She, and, and right now she had to change her funnels because we started working before this started. And now it's like, you know, when you're, when this is over, you should be ready to do your tea party business. Right. You know, don't, don't, don't sit around and wait. So that's kind of like the gist of her emails. And, and it comes across as a very, um, you know, like here, I'm here to help you. You're going to make some money when this is all over. This is how you do it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, how can people learn more about you and find your book? So my website is www, obviously, allanger.com. So it's A-L and then my last name, Langer, L-A-N-G-E-R.com. Uh, on there is you'll get a page that my book is on um, and you can go right to Amazon. If you go to Amazon straight, you just type in Alan Langer or The Seven Secrets and my book should come up. It's in three different versions. It's in audiobook, uh, paperback, and ebook. And uh, you can, if you want me for training or for um, speaking, uh, there's a form on the website that comes right to me. And you can also check out other podcasts and speaking engagements that I've done on my website as well. Awesome. Any last parting words of advice to our listeners today on how they can be upping their sales game? Wow. <laughs> Going back to yeah. what I said at the beginning, um, stop being a salesperson, stop being, uh, start being someone who helps people. When, when you go to meet someone, take a breath, say, I'm here to help this person. I'm not here to sell them. And if you do that, I guarantee you will increase your sales. That is good advice. And to listen. And to listen. Absolutely. And, and then to listen. And then if you read my book, you'll get the other six things to do. <laughs> awesome. Alan, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this advice and your insights. It was great to have you here. Stacey, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed it a lot. Perfect. Well, to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you on our next podcast. Everyone stay safe.